What's up, guys? Uh, it's your boy, Dad Bob, and this is the Single Girl Dad Podcast. Um, it's 8.30 in the morning, Pacific time. It is Thursday, uh, September 22nd, and today I want to talk about my late wife, Noelle. Um, September 30th will be the three-year anniversary of her passing. She passed from ovarian cancer, and... I just want to share where I'm at, you know, I just want to take time to and, and, and take some space to just share with you guys where I'm at, because I know many of many of my listeners are going through their own kind of grief journey and have found some inspiration for my story and connecting with me and giggling with me on on TikTok And just I just I just feel like it's important to share because every time you share a little piece of yourself you 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 show your own humanity and listeners viewers you know followers on on these platforms they see a little bit more of of their own humanity uh when 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 they connect with me so uh that is my goal is to just show some humanity and uh it's odd because i am 34 almost 35 uh i'm a widower in my early 30s, which is just, it's just bizarre. Uh, it, it really, it's just odd. And I was at a, I was at a dinner party last night and, um, cause I go to dinner parties cause I'm so LA and actually, uh, even more LA, the, the creator of Fauda was there. Fauda is a hit, hit show on Netflix. Uh, his name's Avi and he spoke about Israel and about Fauda and uh, it was just, it was just an amazing conversation. I'm sitting there and I'm like, why am I at this dinner? Like, am I like a heart? Like, am I like a, like, am I like in this scene? Like, am I like doing it? You know, like am I LA? And, uh, I also felt very insecure. I felt we were at this gorgeous house in the Pacific Palisades. I mean, we're talking about like huge pool, huge backyard art that probably is worth more than my townhouse. Uh, the, the host who's so gracious, his name's Todd and he's in wealth management and you can just kind of tell though, um, I, I didn't, I didn't see a wedding ring on Todd's finger and I just got to say like, you could have all the money in the world, but if you don't have a partner in crime, it's, it's lonely. And I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely experiencing new levels of loneliness with, uh, this anniversary coming up of, of my wife passing. And, uh, even though I'm like sharing and I'm, 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 I'm outspoken about grief and, you know, I'm getting a lot of feedback online and the still single podcast is doing well. And my film ghosted is doing well. There's still intense moments of loneliness. And in those moments, you know, you can go to the dark side really quickly. I, I made a TikTok last night, uh, about the dark side. And, uh, you know, I had, I had just left this dinner party and I drove home and, uh, I pulled up to my, to my place and I was just like, man, my inner monologue is so fucking shitty right now. And, and it's, it happens all the time. And I, I, I can course correct it sometimes, but, uh, other times it's, you know, it, it takes me, it's like a wave. And then all of a sudden you're like, man, I am crashing into the fucking reef. And I don't even know what happened because my inner monologue is so negative. It's like, so it's just like, you know, hurt it. it I'm, I'm like 
internally like cutting myself, it seems like. And I don't know why the brain does that. I don't know why uh, human brains do that. But um, it's it's probably rooted in some kind of childhood trauma or some kind of, you know, God, I really, I really should know. I spend so much money on therapy. Um, but th- the reality is, you know, that I, I have noticed my ability to course correct some of these uh, more challenging thoughts um, and, and be able to say, hey, man, like, why are you why are you talking about Bobby like that? You know, like, why, why are you giving yourself so much shit instead of a little grace, you know? And uh, I guess today I want to talk about, um, you know, the anniversary of, is that even what you say when somebody dies? Like, it's the anniversary of their passing. That sounds too celebratory. It's the three-year marker of Noel passing. That's, that sounds right. Um and then just so you know, so a year before Noel passed, the doctor um, had told us that she had, she, they told me that she had four to eight weeks to live, maximum 12 months. And then she went the full 12 months in chemo, um, multiple surgeries, and then she ended up passing. And I've, man, has it been a pretty crazy three years. Like, I just can't believe I'm standing to be honest. And I can't believe that my daughter is like thriving. Um, but we'll get, we'll get to my daughter a little bit later in the episode. Um, I I was dropping her off at, uh, at school this morning and, you know, I like to walk her in and, you know, she sees her friend, Estelle, Emma, you know, like she just gets excited And then her friend Estelle goes, where's your mom? You know, your dad always is here, but where's your mom? And Leia kind of silly, you know, she's just like, she's dead. She's dead. And I'm like, yeah, you know, Leia's mommy's in heaven. And that was kind of it. And Estelle, you know, her friend didn't even really get it because who wants to talk about death at 745 in the morning? Uh, not me, but you know, the reality is like Leia has to navigate that interaction and, and, and those interactions are going to happen her entire life, you know, and, and it, it pains me. I I have no control over it. I didn't cause it. It's not like I, you know, like I, I have no control over it, but I just know kind of firsthand that awkwardness of sharing a non-traditional parent-child relationship. So for me, you know, my parents divorced when I was two. And then from two to 10, I was raised by a single mom. My mom did get remarried um, to to a man named Greg, who uh, who I really bonded with. But he was always just like my mom's boyfriend. Like he was never like my dad. And then when, when she met my dad, my stepdad, it's, see, it's even confusing. He adopted me and my stepdad adopted me and, and, and my mom adopted two of his kids and like, they really created a family unit. And I, I just remember growing up and, and trying to always like 
be like, well, Adi is my dad, but like, I know he's not my dad, but like he is my dad. Cause he totally like is raising me and taking care of me. And, you know, meanwhile, my biological father is really nowhere to be found. And, you know, I didn't really reconnect with him until way later in life. Um, and I just remember growing up and having that kind of awkwardness of like, so what, who are you? Why does your dad not look anything like you? You know? And then I have to be like, well, my, you know, you have to like tell the story. And, and unfortunately Leia's story is, you know, my mom died. My mom died from cancer and, um, she, she is, how do I say this? Like she is, I know she's doing well. I know that her relationship with the loss of her mother is going to evolve, you know, forever. It's, it's, she's carrying her own grief and there might be times of anger. There's definitely times of sadness. She's expressed sadness to me already. Um, there's confusion, there's probably frustration and, you know, all I can do is hold space for her and, and I can try and, you know, hold space for her. And it, and it makes me think like last night I'm at this dinner party and I bring up, uh, I saw some kind of friends of friends and I'm connecting with them and, you know, I mentioned Noel and I'm like, yeah, you know, my late wife was, was Noel teacher and they go, Oh my God, I, I, I knew Noel or like, I, I know, I know who you are. I, I know. I know. I'm so sorry. And like you can feel their their emotion and just their outpouring of sadness kind of like pour out of them. And you know, I can't blame them for reacting that way. It's fucking sad. It's tragic. However, I I yearn for a time where those interactions don't like disappoint me in a way where they don't like, I, it's not that I get offended. It's just like, I just want somebody to take care of me in those moments. I don't want, I don't want to have to take care of you in those moments. Like, like, I don't know, maybe you're going through a divorce or like, God forbid you lost a child or you, or you lose a, a spouse. Like you share where you're at. And then you almost have to take care of the person uh, processing what you've just shared, and and it's it's really it's really tough. And then and then they you know they followed up. How are you? You know how are you doing? And it's like I just I just heard myself go like I'm fine I'm fine, uh, and and internally I'm like Rob did you just say like I'm fine really like oddly, like you're not fine. You know, like it's, it's a daily fucking struggle <laughs> and, and I'm very fortunate. I have, I have great help with my daughter. I have loving friends and loving family, but it is, it is a struggle. And like, I don't want to, you know, at a fucking dinner party be like, actually, man, every day is a fucking struggle. <laughs> that's how I am, you know? Cause then what, like that, that's not the right response that's that's inappropriate as they say and um i will say you know in the three years since uh since noel passed she passed on rosh hashanah which is the jewish uh jewish new year 
Um, and it's a very holy day, um, not only for Jews, but for the entire world. It is just, it's a holy day. It's like the world's birthday, right? And uh, Rosh Hashanah is this Sunday, um, which will be the three-year yard site, which is, you know, the Jewish word for like uh, somebody passing, the Hebrew word, excuse me, the Jewish word. Same, same. Uh, and it'll be the three-year yard site of Noel's passing on Sunday. So every year, her yard site falls on Rosh Hashanah because she passed on Rosh Hashanah. So that means that we almost have, we have the Rosh Hashanah yard site day because we follow the, the Hebrew calendar in, in Judaism. Um, so that's going to shift every year. And then we have the American date of September 30th, which is the date that she passed uh, that we will also have to commemorate. So I get a, I get a double header of grief every September uh, September, October, because sometimes Rosh Hashanah falls in October. Uh, and that is going to be my life forever. And and I will say year over year, it has gotten better. I have gotten better. Um, it has gotten easier to remember and memorialize Noel. If I think about last September, Rosh Hashanah, I don't even, I I don't even remember where I was at. I was going through a breakup. It was so, so bad. I was so hurt and so in such a bad place and so scared. Um, I, I just, I don't even remember. Was I like, maybe we were celebrating together. I just, I just, yeah, we were together. I just remember like, I, I felt like I had no space to, to just share my grief. And, and I remember I was seeing this therapist at the time and he's like, dude, just like you can share your grief in here, but like your partner doesn't need to be your kind of grief person. And, you know, knowing me, I I got a lot of feelings. Uh, I've got a lot of emotions and, um, I think going into this next chapter of life, it's just like, I am a sharer. And, and that is, that is important to me. That is how I show up for, with my humanity as I share. And, and the more I get to do that, the better I feel. And, and, uh, ultimately, you know, if we think about the last two Rosh Hashanahs, um, they've been really, I've been like praying so much. Uh, the, the first one after Noel passed, I was like, please God, like send me my woman. I was really praying for like a woman. And then I, I met somebody and there you go. And then the second, second year I was praying for like a connection with Leia for Leia to have like a really maternal connection and, and give her that. And I, I think I was, I was granted that, uh, because Leia and her grandmother are, totally bonding. I mean, like they not even bonding. It's like they're, they're thick as thieves. They are, they are complete and utter lovers, lovebirds. And I'm so grateful that they have that relationship for, for both of them. I mean, Noel's mom lost her firstborn daughter and Leia lost her mom. And, and there is a, a really true, lovely bond between between them. 
Um, and, and I will say that something internally has, has told me, or I've sensed probably as early as January or February of this year. Um, I was, I've, I've been sensing like, okay, the three year anniversary will be big. The three year yard site will be big because, you know, then you'll be okay. And you've made it three years. Three is your lucky number. Like I'm, I'm just telling you my logic and, and you will be okay. And I, I'm, I'm calling back to like two years ago when it was like the one year yard site. And I just remember being like, okay, now you're ready to love again. And it's, it's me trying to control the grief. It's me trying to control the pain. And what I'm really practicing this year is, is, is understanding and surrendering to the grief and just saying, you know what? I, I don't have control over my grief. I can do things that can help me feel better. I can exercise. I can eat well. I can sleep. But the grief is like its own. It's like its own little, you know, flying it's like the fucking thing in Harry Potter, the seeker or whatever. It's like, it's like the thing that just like flies around blah, 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 and then all of a sudden it's just like, boop, Hey, I'm here. And you're like, where did you even come from? You speedy little fucker. Um, and maybe that is what the growth is. Maybe that's what the acceptance is, or that's the new, the new type of reality is me just standing in this grief and saying, all right, grief, you're going to come up when you come up. I can't control when you come up. The things that I can control, I, I'm, I'm taking responsibility over and I'm going to lean into. And the things that I can't control, I'm just going to surrender to. Because, you know, I can't help that a butterfly makes me think of my late wife. I can't help that hard conversations are going to come up and hard feelings are going to come up when I go to a dinner party and people remember my late wife. And I've been trying to control so much meeting somebody new as well. And, and I think that's manifested itself in dating apps and seeking and trying to find her, find my woman, please God, my woman, my woman, my woman. And it's all in an effort to hold on, to not let go of this intense love and infatuation that I have for Noelle. And when I say intense, I mean like she's the love of my life. She, she's the love of my life right now. She will always be a love of my life. I hope and I pray that I will someday meet a woman who will be the love of my life and will be the, just like the next, the next partner in crime. And I, I believe she will come. I believe that person exists. Just, you know, I so badly wanted my last relationship to work. And in a lot of ways it did. And 
I think in general, I'm at a place where after three years of being a widower, um, it's still hard. It's just, it's still hard. It's gotten easier, but it's still hard. I've accepted, but I still miss my wife. And I think that's just the reality of grief is you, you learn how to carry it. It doesn't go away. You just learn how to carry it and you get like, you like build a little backpack and you just carry it. And then you like modify your backpack because it gets heavier at certain points. And then you get little widgets that you can like pull out. And by widgets, I'm talking about these, like, you know, these, these little casual conversations where you're just like, what, like what? You know, how are you? Those how are you conversations with people that you've never even fucking met. They just know your story and they're just like, how are you? Let me tap into your grief for just a second. And it's hard, but you get stronger. I'm definitely stronger than I was three years ago. There's no question. Like, there's no question that I've gotten stronger. And... I can only imagine that I will continue getting stronger and, and the strongest version of me, I can't even, I can't even visualize him. I can't even see him, but he's, he's coming. And every day I'm shaping him and I'm working towards him and, you know, the strongest version of ourselves, what does that even look like? Do we even take time to paint that picture? Do we even spend a moment thinking, fuck, I want to be the strongest version of myself. Who does that person look like? And what does he or she do? And it's it's hard, especially when you're wrapped up in grief because you are literally just trying to fucking survive. Like I, I on my last uh, episode, I interviewed Emily Bingham, who's a widow, and she lost her husband when she was 32 had two kids, um, you know, love of her life. And she's 30, she's four years out. I'm three years out. Like her and I are going through the same shit, just like stress, you know, struggling and dating, but also like surrendering, trying to work on ourselves, ourselves and, and, and trying to grow. And it's like, it is, it is not easy. So listeners, If you are going through your own grief journey, whether it be a breakup or divorce, or you've lost somebody dear to you, you know, give yourself grace, surrender to the process. And there are things in your control that you can work on and improve yourself. And I I mean, I'm just saying this not because I'm, I know, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing these things and I'm seeing the benefits and I'm seeing them work. And it's just like, I just want to like share that info. I just want to like share it with you guys. Um, man, I can't believe it's been three years. Like my daughter's in kindergarten. She was in, she was two and a half when Noel passed. And I had to like, I remember I talked to this therapist and I was like, So what do I tell my daughter? 
And she's like, you know, you got to tell her what happened, you know, tell her like your, your mom had cancer and she's, she, she died from the cancer and now your mom is in heaven. And I'm like, fuck. Okay. Um, and I had to tell my two and a half year old that, and I don't know if she, she didn't process it, but I told her that. But before I told her that I said, I want you to know that I'm, I'm here to protect you. Someone will always be here to take care of you and keep you safe. I'm going to make sure that you are safe. And then I told her, you know, that her mom had died. And, and this was the recommendation from a therapist. So if you're like raising your eyebrows of like, Whoa, that's heavy shit for a two and a half year old. I, I did my research and I, I think it was important. I didn't want to do the whole like, where's mommy thing or, you know, mommy got sick and like, like sugar, like, I didn't want her to ever feel like there was a chance that she could come back because I think that that is extremely misleading and so heartbreaking. It's almost like, it's almost better to just be like, this happened. It's terrible, but we're going to get through it together and we're going to get stronger. And now, I mean, her, her, her saga is evolving as she gets older and her friends ask her, Hey, where's your mom? I mean, that happened this morning. And, and I can tell this is like Leia's, you know, she's got a little of her dad in her, her defense mechanism is through silliness and comedy. I can tell it already at the age of five, you know, she makes it light for those around her. And I, I, I have that ability too. And, um, I I'm proud of her. I mean, I, I think that's, it's a perfectly understandable defense mechanism. I mean, thank God for comedy. Thank God for, for humor because life is so fucking heavy and dark and challenging. And unless we can make light of it, I, I don't, I do not see how we can function I mean, the gift of the gift of humor is like, oh my God, anything is funny. Anything. You can make anything funny. If done well. Oh man. So, so we're coming up on this three year yard site. I'm going to be spending it with, uh, with Leia. Uh, I feel less anxious than I have the previous two yard sites. I wouldn't say I'm like genuine, like generally happier, but I would say that I am less anxious and in a better place. I I would say that my ability to navigate my day-to-day emotions, my heartache, some oftentimes my anger, oftentimes loneliness, my ability to navigate those feelings has definitely improved without a doubt. And I can only imagine that year over year over year, 
the emotions will continue to rise up because grief is not linear. Grief just comes. And, and my capability of navigating those emotions and, the, and, and feelings will, Im- I don't want to say improve. They're just going to grow. Okay. <laughs> can we, can we just agree that grow is the right word? Grow. They're just going to grow. So I, I guess, you know, wherever you are on your grief journey, first of all, I'm sending you so much grace. Like whatever you're going through, if it's hard, it's your heart, right? Like it's your heart. Can't compare it to other people's heart. That's their heart. Whatever you're going through is your heart and it's fucking hard. So give yourself grace. Like you're going through something hard right now. So fuck yeah. And I would say that if you do have a barometer, if you have some kind of measurement of your success, I don't even want to say success, but of your growth, right? We're all about growth here on the Single Girl Dad podcast. Uh, then the, the growth is, you know, look at yourself a year ago and see how your relationship with the loss has grown and has changed. Has it gotten worse? Has it gotten harder? Has it been a harder year? That's okay. That is okay. Maybe year three, you know, I have all these expectations. Oh, year three is going to be the best year. I've, I've, I've finally made it to the three-year yard site. It could be the hardest fucking year imaginable. I have no idea. Rosh Hashanah could come on Sunday and it's the three-year yard site and I could lose it. I don't think I will, but it could happen. This next year could be some of the loneliest, hardest, most challenging years of my life. I don't know. I really don't. All I know is that I, I'm, I'm building tools to show up for myself and for my daughter every day. Those are things I can control. I share with you guys, I journal, I read, I feed myself, I exercise, I create, you know, we got to find ways to fill our own cup. And, uh, you know, Noel used to fill my cup just by a look or, uh, you know, God, fuck. You know, I've, I've been going through some, some dating, uh, (laughs) just, I've just been dating and I, I, you know, I've gotten the question a lot of like, Hey, do you compare who you're dating to Noel? And the reality is like, yes, you know, less and less, there's not a straight up comparison. The reality is like, I cannot, Noel will never come back. So like me finding a carbon copy of Noel is impossible um, some, you know, finding her mannerisms and her, her beauty and her specific sense of humor and intellect. It's like that person doesn't exist. It's like she, she lived and she died and I've accepted that. I I really have. And I even, as I'm saying, I've accepted it. I'm like, have you really like, are you sure? And, and I really, I have to almost like train myself, I have to like remind myself like, dude, that is not coming back. That feeling, that person is not coming back. So 
are there core beliefs and core values and core characteristics that I think a lot of humans share that I'm extremely attracted to and looking for? Yes. So is that a comparison? No. There are just fundamental things that I'm like, I really want that. I really want some, like, I, like Noel used to give me the best hugs. I love hugs. I can, I can, I can get hugs in my next relationship, right? Like, that's okay. Home-cooked meals. Love home-cooked meals. Big home-cooked meal guy. Like, the, the, those, I don't know if that's a comparison. I just think those are things I really like. And I, I also know that this next person will be wholly different and have different nuances and different weird things and different ticks and different, you know, a different family and will have some core characteristics that I'm really attracted to, that I'm really into. And I think my dating, like when I get a little spooked is when I meet somebody, I connect with her. I think, okay, she's great. Like she's, she's really good. And then there's this like feeling of, wait a minute, I don't have these like butterflies yet, or I don't have, oh my God, feelings like I had with Noel. And part of me, a, a real challenge this year is just like accepting that I don't think I'm going to have those same butterflies again. I met Noel when I was 22, 23, over a decade ago. I don't think I'm like going to feel the same way. Just like I don't feel the same way I did a year ago in terms of my grief journey. So for me to have these expectations of, oh my God, I just remember what those butterflies felt like and why am I not feeling them with this person is, it's just not, it doesn't add up, right? It doesn't add up. So look, three years, it's a long time, substantial. Um, my child has gone from a you know baby toddler to full-blown toddler to kid in that time. You know, Leia's grown exponentially. Um, and she's, she's going through her own relationship with grief. And I, I, I want to hold space for her. And I have for about two of those three years have just been, oh man, just trying to fix, like trying to fix the pain and have done that with substances, have done that with relationships. Um, I've done it with dating and it's just like, it's like climbing up a mountain made of quicksand. It's really tough. It's just, it's, it's just really tough. And, and it's almost like the less I, the less I work at feeling better and getting better and, you know, meeting someone new, the better I feel. The better I, 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 when I'm just like, okay, this is, this is my reality. This happened. You know, what can I control? So I hope this is helpful for you. I really do enjoy sharing with you guys. I find your comments to be so inspiring. 
um, I, I, I love sharing with you. If you're going through your own grief journey, your own loss, like I, I am sending you grace. So even if you're not showing up, you know, and giving yourself grace, I am sending you grace because it's fucking hard. Your heart is your heart. Whatever it is that you're going through, it is hard. So give yourself grace. All right, my friends, I'll be doing these episodes. Uh, I'm going to try to get back on the once a week pattern for the single girl dad podcast. It's kind of like a audio journal for me. It's a nice platform for me to just share some, some deeper thoughts versus just the TikTok, which is more short form. And, uh, I, I just want to say thank you to all the followers on TikTok and Instagram. You can follow me at Rob Michael Moore. Um, and, and just, you know, take care of yourselves. If you have a chance, leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts. It always, it always makes me smile. And, uh, yeah, I wish everybody, uh, Tova, which is happy new year in Hebrew. And, um, I hope it is a very sweet, sweet and healthy new year for you all. Much love.